Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Jesus says, we're going to reach the point where humanity has been given over. And you know what? We're getting close. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like we are, but when you consider the fact that what what God promises is that the church is going to be taken out when we reach that perfect moment in time, when the, the fulfillment of the church age, whatever, I think we're getting close. In the Old Testament, God flooded the earth wiping out the majority of the population because of their wickedness. God saved the human race because of a few righteous people left, Noah and his family. The Bible warns that when the world returns to that state of evil, like in Noah's day, Christ isn't far behind. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. When I served as an FBI chaplain, I, I needed to, I had to have a travel bag because there were times when they, it's like you could be called if, you know, when this space shuttle disaster happened. They call a whole bunch of people. It's like, we, 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 we have an airplane ready. You need to go to the airport because we need people out west. I forget exactly where it was, scattered across a couple of states. And do, do you understand what I'm saying? You and I need to be living with a sense of readiness and anticipation. So he says, it's counterproductive. Don't even try. Nobody knows. Only the Father knows when this is going to take place. So he he goes on in verse 37, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? 
Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he'll make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the fifth sign that Jesus gives us here in this passage concerning the, the, the last days of this age is that they will resemble the days of Noah. Now, we could spend a ton of time just on that, right? I mean, books have been written about it. The days of Noah and, and, and what that was like and, and how the end of our age is going to resemble those days. Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 tells us there were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. And there are all kinds of speculation about that. Again, books have been written about this. The Nephilim and all this different stuff. Listen to me carefully. It's speculation. It, people come up with stuff to explain it. And it, I understand, it's intriguing and it's, and it's interesting, but we have to be so careful. Where the Bible is silent, we're usually wise to keep our mouth shut too. We can't know for sure. We can't know for sure what this is about. But the very next verse, in, in, there in Genesis chapter 6, says this. That in the days of Noah, the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now see, that's what Jesus was talking about, I can assure you. In the days of Noah, people were doing what they always had done. They were eating, they were drinking, they were partying, they were marrying, they were, giving, they were, do, they were doing the, just, just living life. And it had gotten to a point that every intent, every intent of the thoughts of men's hearts, it was only evil. Continually, nonstop wickedness in the hearts of humanity with one notable exception. According to scripture, Noah was the sole exception. Now we've, we've talked about this before. I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it, but I do believe this is the point Jesus was making. A universally reprobate global society is what will mark the end of this age. Universally given over to wickedness all across the world. You know, sometimes I, I remember one of our instructors in Youth with a Mission that would talk about this, you know, that the fact that we, we don't think, we, many times we think of the days of Noah like, well, there were probably only a few people on the planet anyway. And then he, you know, he, he kind of runs some numbers with us to prove that there may have been more people living on planet Earth in the days of Noah than are now. I mean, for crying out loud, they were living six, seven, eight, nine hundred years, having lots of babies. Rabbi Weberman across the street, he's got 150 or 60 in his immediate family. He's got eight sons and I forget how many daughters. 
Same age as my dad. He's 88. And literally has over 150 people in his immediate family. Children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. You follow me? The population of the planet may very well have been more than it is today. And there was one man, one man, who wasn't completely given over to evil. Jesus says, we're going to reach the point where humanity has been given over. And you know what? We're getting close. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like we are, but when you consider the fact that what, what God promises is that the church is going to be taken out when we reach that perfect moment in time when the, the fulfillment of the church age, whatever. I think we're getting close. There's such pressure all across the planet right now to just basically disregard Scripture. Take out the parts you don't like. And Romans chapter 1, and I encourage you to go back and, and reread that chapter like study 1 John and, and, and Romans chapter 1. But in Romans 1.28, the Bible says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Now, what he's talking about, Paul is talking about right there in that passage, in the broader context of it, you know, he starts off at verse 16. He's like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God. And then in verse 18, he says, because the wrath of God is being revealed. 2,000 years ago, it was already underway. The wrath of God is being revealed. And he, and he talks about the wrath of God being revealed against those who deliberately suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. It was already happening. It's, it's happening even more. But he points out that there was a time when all of humanity had a relationship with God. Now, maybe not a depth of relationship, but there was an awareness. There, there, there was a personal, experiential knowledge of God. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.